Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. Great to be home for a while after a long road trip heading into the All-Star break. And now the Indians in the midst of a lengthy homestand coming out of the break with the series against the Twins this weekend here at the ballpark. Then the Tigers in for four starting Monday night. And the Royals will be here next weekend. Good show lined up for you today. The second half of our show, most of it, we will hear a tribe tale from Bob DiBiasio, an all-star special with Ray Fossey, who will always go down in all-star lore for that collision at home plate with Pete Rose. But there's so much more to it than that, and Bobby D will delve into that with the former all-star catcher for the Cleveland Indians, now a fine broadcaster for the Oakland Athletics. So if you haven't had a chance to hear that on a couple of Sundays heading into the All-Star break. We'll play that for you, a two-part series in its entirety here today. We'll also hear the thoughts of Danny Salazar, who threw the ball well in Akron on a rehab assignment start on Thursday night. We'll hear from Danny a little bit later on in the show as well. And coming up shortly, we will hear the comments of Carlos Carrasco for the first time meeting with the Cleveland media to disclose the leukemia diagnosis and how he is faring as uh, he tries to battle what is a a really tough deal in terms of the leukemia. But I think as we saw during the All-Star game, a lot of support for Carlos and his mindset, his spirit is so strong. And uh, hopefully that will come through in his comments that you'll hear shortly. But first, a recap of All-Star Week and a visit with Shane Bieber. Why so? Well, Bieber was certainly a big highlight of All-Star Week that started last Friday with the opening of Playball Park in downtown Cleveland. That got the activity started, and then through the weekend, that was open. That great venue down at the, the convention center on, on Mall B, it just was a, a great, great time for kids and adults alike. So much to do there. And then the activities at Progressive Field kicked off on Sunday with the celebrity softball game, Cleveland against the world, the Indians uh, former Indians stacked the deck in favor of Cleveland with the likes of Jim Tomey, Kenny Lofton, Travis Hafner. But it was the world team that won that celebrity softball game and a good time was had by all in that. The Futures game was a good ball game too as they went into extra innings. And then, uh, of course, the home run derby. Uh, the baseball world still buzzing about the semifinal matchup between Vladdy Guerrero Jr. and Jock Peterson with Pete Alonzo eventually winning the event, coming out of nowhere seemingly to win a final standoff with Vladdy Guerrero Jr. And I think anyone who was on hand or saw it on TV uh, felt that that was certainly a big highlight of All-Star Week. And then so many great things happening at the All-Star Game itself. On Tuesday night, the game won by the American League, their seventh consecutive win. One of the keys to victory, 
a three up, three down fifth inning for Indians pitcher Shane Bieber. Three and two now, two outs, bases empty. Bieber delivers. In there, got him. He strikes out the side, and the fans loving it. <laughs> and Bieber just got the baseball toss to him. Pretty cool. Gets an amazing hand as he walks off the field. <laughs> Terry Francona pumping his fist. He loved it. Shane Bieber joining us, All-Star Game Most Valuable Player. And uh, Shane, I, I mean, what a whirlwind. We, we talked to you last Friday when you had just been named, and, and that was a big shock. And, and now all this happens. I imagine this week must have been just incredible for you. Yeah, incredible. It's been a lot, um, but it's been all good things. I can't thank my family, my friends, my teammates, coaching staff enough for allowing me and, and helping me get into this position. And then fortunately I was able to, you know, throw a couple good pitches and get a good result out of it. So um, really just an exciting time. But at the same time, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of put it behind, put it behind me, put it behind us and get going in the second half. Mentioned your, your family being such a big part of it, and, and they had a chance to be down here and on the field afterwards. How hard was it to keep it together when, when you made eye contact with yeah. them because of everything that, that they've been there for you? Yeah, um, <laughs> found myself making eye contact, found myself getting a little emotional like they were, and then found myself avoiding eye contact at least for the next five minutes so I could uh, finish some interviews. So that was a special moment, and we, we all got to kind of hug and embrace afterwards once the the media was done and um, that was definitely a special moment for for me and for them when you look at, at getting a chance to pitch a lot of times a late ad is, is kind of that extra guy that maybe they hold out for extra innings mm -hmm. when did you become aware that that hey you were going to get to pitch in this game whether it went extra innings or not yeah day before um uh manager alex cora came and found me and told me hey are you ready to go and i said yeah i'll be ready to go like i, I wasn't really expecting you were kind of right like in your in your expectation that I didn't really know if I was going to pitch, maybe I would have gone extras, and I was hoping to get my name called. But then he said, "Hey, well, we have you slated for the fifth. And I said, "Okay, uh, sounds good." Started pre uh, preparing for that uh, the day before mentally, and uh, you know, fortunately, things shook out just how they they were planned. Fan reaction. Sometimes when you come on in, in the middle of a game, you can kind of sneak in there. Maybe people don't notice, but mm -hmm. you saw what happened with Santana when he was introduced yeah. and, and things like that. Were you surprised at all about how things went, especially as the inning unfolded? Uh, yeah, their, their reaction was great. Um, just running out from the bullpen to the mound, uh, I could kind of hear some people starting to get louder and the crowd starting to get louder, so that meant a lot to me because um, you can't sneak a lot by these Cleveland crowds, <laughs> so they're, they're always paying attention. They're always into the game. Um, and that, that really goes a long way. That means a lot. Focusing on the second half now, you've you got to make that start on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, difficult to, to kind of rein it back in and, and really focus? No, I think that's something I'm actually really excited for, is to be able to kind of put this behind us um, and put this behind me. Obviously, you know, it's something I'll, I'll definitely cherish and I, I love. And um, I'm so uh, excited about, you know, the last five, the last week, really. Uh, but at the same time, like I said, it's something I'm excited for to just be able to kind of um, simplify things and just get back to doing what we do. And what do you see that you liked from this team that had it playing so well for more than a month heading into the break? I think we were just playing with a lot of confidence. I thought um, we were playing our brand of baseball. We were pitching well, hitting well, and playing defense well. And, uh, you know, that's kind of what we do. That's what the Indians do. So I thought we got back to 
what we do best, and uh, you know we knew it too. So we were playing with a lot of confidence, and we're looking forward to you know keeping it steamrolling in the second. Shane, I know you've done a million of these. Thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Shane Bieber, and, and what a week it was for him as, again, didn't find out that he would be a member of the All-Star team until last Friday. And, boy, so often in that situation, those types of players or pitchers, they don't see action in the game itself, especially pitchers as the managers try to hold out uh, certain pitchers in case there's extra innings. But uh, as Tom had mentioned on our broadcast on Friday night, Tom Hamilton, a great job by Alex Cora really feeling the moment and highlighting the Indians players, the four of them who were in the All-Star game and, and giving them ample opportunity to shine in front of the progressive field crowd. So just a, a great, great moment uh, and a great, great All-Star week. Positive reviews from uh, national media and players alike who had been to multiple All-Star games, players and coaches on the work that uh, the Indians organization and the city of Cleveland did in putting on an All-Star week to remember. Stay tuned. When we come back, we will hear from Carlos Carrasco as he battles leukemia. Where does he stand and how is he dealing with everything? We'll find out after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, what's that look on your face? Defeat? You want to save more money? Then start playing as a team. Bundle home and auto with Progressive. That's how you win big savings. What? You need music to get pumped? Let's do this. Hold on, I'm going to turn it up. That's too loud. Yeah, that's better. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. So many highlights to the All-Star Week. Big moments, emotional moments to be sure, and none bigger than when Carlos Carrasco was joined by his teammates during the stand-up to cancer moment at the All-Star game. His teammates, the four who were in the game, and manager Terry Francona joined him just off the third baseline as his card read, I stand up to cancer. And, uh, of course, the other guys, uh, Francisco Lindor, Brad Han, Shane Bieber, Carlos Santana, and Terry Francona all had cards saying, Cookie or Carlos, stand up to cancer at the All-Star game. Diagnosed with leukemia in his blood and uh, trying to battle that now at the Cleveland Clinic and, and everything that goes into that. So certainly some tough days, I'm sure, for him, some better days, I'm sure, for him. But a lot of his days spent at the ballpark, and that's big. And when we had a chance to hear from Carlos Carrasco, he was visiting with the Cleveland media for the first time to discuss the disease. He talked about that moment at the All-Star game, the stand-up to cancer during the break in action. Yes, it was great. Even that I have uh, my teammates in there, uh, Tito was there too, the another guy from another team. It was, it was a great moment for me. I really enjoyed that. What has it been like to have the support of, of your teammates and, and Tito just throughout this entire process? Even great. Even my, my wife, my kids, my family, teammates, Tito, office, staff, the fans, even great. They always, you know, they always um, give me bad, you know, like, I mean, let me explain, like, they always support me in anywhere, on the field, off the field. It's been great. Carlos, does it make things a little bit easier that 
you're being allowed to pitch, that you can still have some normalcy while you're going through this, that you can throw the ball and be around your teammates, etc. You know, I've been, I've been throwing the ball normal. And I'm glad that I've been around with my teammates. Every time when I, when, when I come in here to the stadium, it's a feel, uh, feel like home. My teammates, just every time when I get here, they hug me, they ask me how I feel. And it feels great to have that, that support from everyone. Carlos, you made a point to go visit pediatric cancer patients. What was that, how did that impact you and how has that affected you? You know what, it's bad, uh, I think it's great just to go there and visit those kids to have a different day. You don't want to spend a lot of time in the hospital, you know. I'm pretty sure those, those kids, they, they spend a lot of time there just to go there and have some fun and just think about some different stuff, just talk to them about baseball. Uh, I think that's great. It's something that I, that I love to do, that I've been doing for the last maybe four or five years too. No, now. I think the more important, just go there, have a smile from those kids, it made me happy. Carlos, do you, do you think you'll be able to pitch again this season? Man, I don't know. I just hear, I just gonna take day by day. I don't know, I don't, I don't have the answer. But uh, I'm glad to be here around my teammates, just coming here and practice. When you throw bullpen sessions though, you feel the same? Your velocity, everything's the same? I feel great. There's nothing different. When you first found out what was happening, you know, like some of your teammates helped you and maybe just like gave you advice or something, just like what, what did that mean to you and then what, what did they tell you at the beginning? You know what, they, they've been uh, respect, you know? They respect what, what happened and uh, like you said, like when, I find, when they find out, they are, they are being, they've been acting like, you know, the same teammates before. There's nothing different. I think everyone is getting more stronger than, than ever. Then I feel, you know, tenfold to have those teammates behind me. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of more people, the fans and my family too, but I'm really, I'm really happy. Uh, in spring training, that's what happened. Uh, when we did the, the physical, that's it. That's, that's it. Are you getting any kind of treatment now, Carlos? Or how, how, what kind of treatment do you have to get? You know what, man? Uh, thank you for that. But uh, I just want you to, uh, you know, respect that. I use pretty much my, my privacy. I don't want to talk about that, man. Thanks. Carlos, are you limited at all in terms of your physical activities right now? No. I've been working like normal. I never put anything bad on my mind. Everything's good. So I don't feel different. I just push myself to work more and get it, um, you know, I get it stronger. What's it been like watching? Team played a lot better over the last month. Has it made it a little easier? You know what, from from the last game that I pitched, from now I've been watching every game. Those, gu uh, those guys playing hard, playing uh, good baseball. I mean, really, really good. To be in a 12-game bat, now to finally have, they've been playing great. I can't wait to go back and to enjoy my teammates. Santana said that uh, they had a meeting after it was announced that you were, you know, you. you you weren't gonna, you were at stop pitching and that they were gonna win for you or they'll play for you. How does that make you feel? You know what, they feel great. Like I said before, they always have my, uh, the support of my teammates. And 
to hear that, it made me really happy, you know, because uh, he always been there too. I think uh, everyone from the team, if I can show you, I had like 300, maybe 500 texts from, from then every day, how to feel. They would be special for me. They feel like home, they feel like family. They always send me a text. Even the guys that played here before, they send me a text every day. It feels, it feels great. Unbelievable. <laughs> I saw that three strikeout. Even when I was on the field, he said, oh, you're going to get an MVP. I said, <laughs> but he was, he was great. It was a good show from day one. It was unbelievable. Carlos, did they have to talk to you or convince you to go out on the field for that one, you know, the I stand the, the, during the All-Star game, that one moment? I mean, or was that, were you always a part of that? Yeah, I just went to the field. It's, like I said before, it feels nice, it feels great. Even the little part right there, we, there was my teammates and Tito there. Uh, I was excited, I almost crying there. And it feels, it feels nice. What was the home run derby like? It looked like you were just kind of standing amongst the fans and wearing a jersey. No, you know, for the fans, but even for my teammates, to support those guys, Lindor, Santana, Beaver, and Hen. So the the way they've been supporting me, so I just I just came to the game and support them too. Why not? Where'd you get that jersey? I get in here. I get a mate right away. Is it your idea? Yes, that was my idea. Yeah. All right, All right. Carlos. Thank you, guys. Well, certainly Carlos Carrasco doing the best he can to battle a difficult disease, and uh, we'll see. Who knows if he, he has a chance to pitch again this season. That clearly is on the back burner when you talk to Terry Francona and others in the Indians organization. They just want him to get well, and obviously he's doing everything he can. And part of that, trying to battle and get better, is coming to the ballpark, seeing his teammates, having them lift his spirits. And as you can tell, I mean, he's a, a pretty positive guy. And uh, we'll see how things go for him, but certainly prayers go out to Carrasco and his family. Stay tuned. We'll have more to come as Tribe Talk continues on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And don't forget... To tune into our show each week, you can listen on the Indians Radio Network, as you may be doing right now. It usually airs sometime during the day on Saturday, either before or after that day's Tribe game. You can catch us online at Indians.com, archived editions there, or as a podcast on Apple iTunes. Go to the Cleveland Indians podcast section. It'll be set up right there for you, or on the iHeart Radio app. They uh, also have a great collection of podcasts there, and uh, that's a, another Good way to find Tribe Talk each week. Well, the Indians have been hit hard by pitching injuries this season, looking to add some depth. And a name from the past who hasn't been in the picture for almost two years now is Danny Salazar. Salazar continuing to try and come back from shoulder issues that cost him all of the 2018 season and now a good portion of 2019. But finally, some progress for Salazar, who's made two appearances in the Arizona Summer League and then Thursday night pitched for A Akron and pitched well, pitching into the third inning, allowing just one run on a couple of base hits. The velocity seemed decent. And our friends down at the Akron Rubber Ducks, most notably Marco Lenave, their excellent radio broadcaster, one of them, 
provided us some audio from the postgame press conference with Danny Salazar. And here's what Salazar had to say about his appearance in Akron the other night. So how are you feeling out there tonight? Good, good. Uh, <laughs> glad to be back here in Ohio, you know. Uh, glad to be back in the game, you know, working uh, my way to, the, to Cleveland slowly, but we're getting there. How'd the arm feel? I mean, the uh, numbers are pretty good, 94 at the top, whereas fastball and 85, 84 in the breaking ball. How'd the arm feel? Good, good, really good. Actually, the main thing for me right now is like the way I'm feeling in between it when I go back out, and uh, it's working like really good right now, you know. I'm so excited. How many times did you pitch in AZ? Um, I pitched two games there after like four live VP, you mm -hmm. know. we're. Uh, uh, making sure you know I was ready after they put me in like any roster because you know after I get uh, added to a roster I have 30 days before being in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. How'd the fastball feel coming out of your hand today? Good, good. Breaking ball, I, same thing? Yes. From stretch, uh, still like rushing a little bit, you know, uh, but feeling great. What's um, next for you just in your rehab? Do you plan on continuing to pitch in the minors? Yes, I think uh, I have a few more games, you know, it'll be either here in Akron, Lake County, um, Mahoney Valley or, or Columbus. How encouraged are you? Good. By, you know, by, yes. by how your arm feels and how your command is? Yes, I'm confident right now, I'm happy, you know. Uh, it's been, the road has been really long, you know, I was in Arizona for the past 18 months. And uh, being back here in Columbus, uh, in Akron, sorry, and uh, feeling the way I'm feeling right now, it gives me a lot of confidence, you know. I must bring back some good memories being uh, back here, considering how much time you spent in Akron as a minor leaguer, right? Yes, yes. Actually, it's always fun to come here, you know. You like you don't want to come here, but like once you you have to come back, you know, it gives you like a lot of memories, uh, you know, like. When you start reminding things, like that's like living again. So, you know, it's always good to be here. Your body language on the mound was really good. You worked fast, you know, you were, you didn't shake off too many signs. How did it feel to get back out there in this level of competition? Awesome, awesome. Um, you know, like I said, I was uh, throwing in Arizona, like a little live VP before, before being a, uh, able to pitch in like in any roster mm -hmm. so and building that confidence you know and and right now uh, I'm in a good way to make it to Cleveland again. Have you talked with uh, Tito yet about possible timetable for return or is that still kind of up in the air? Uh, still kind of kind of uh, timing up uh, to go there like I say you know after I get out of to any roster uh, 30 days before being in Cleveland. How anxious are you to get back there? Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> there, was, there was talk when you started on the rehab of possibly a starter track and a reliever track. Have you made any decision or feel either way about that at this point? Um, I want to be a starter because I've been a starter my whole career. You know, uh, been in the bullpen two times. You know, but uh, right now I just want to be back in the game. It could be like in the starting rotation or reliever. While you're in the minor leagues, you kind of pay attention to like the promos, the gags, kind of the cool things that you maybe don't see in the major leagues. You guys talk about that uh, as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, but uh, 
mainly like when you come down here, like you're only focusing one thing. It's feeling good, going out there, feeling good, you know. Uh, things, uh, think about the things uh, you're mi you might be like rushing, you know, um, and just like uh, getting in a good step, you know, to get back to Cleveland. Did you watch the All-Star game? Uh, the most part, yes. That was awesome. That was awesome. You know, the, the Derby, too, was <laughs> something <laughs> incredible, too. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you, guys. Thank you. See you again. That's Danny Salazar talking about his comeback efforts, and uh, who knows, maybe we do see him uh, when his rehab assignment is up in early August. Stay tuned. More to come. We'll conclude Tribe Talk after this time out on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Salazar with six strikeouts today has now struck out 583, second only to Herb score. Danny Salazar has more strikeouts in his first 90 games with the Indians then Bob Feller, Sam McDowell, Louis Tion, you name them. That's pretty doggone impressive, isn't it? And he has a 1-2-3 inning and has now set down nine in a row. presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, get your head in the game. This ain't no exhibition match. This is for real. You've got a house to insure, and there are no excuses because Progressive's Home Quote Explorer makes it easier than ever to get the coverage you need. Here's some music to get you pumped. Don't feel that confidence. Did I say stop saving money? No. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. We were playing with a lot of a lot of emotion, a lot of confidence, and we were playing the right brand of baseball and the brand of baseball that we want to play, so I think we'll pick it right back up going in the second half, and it's going to be exciting. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. Our final segment, we are joined by Indian Senior Vice President Bob DiBiasio, an all-star edition of Tribe Tales. Sit back, you'll enjoy this one with Ray Fossey. It's time for another Tribe Tale with Bob DiBiasio. Joining me now on this special all-star edition of Tribe Tales is former Indians number one draft pick in 1965, catcher Ray Fossey. 1970 is your first full season as a big leaguer and you are an all-star. The game is played in Cincinnati's Riverfront Stadium, 51,838 in attendance. It's an incredibly amazing, memorable game for you, Ray. Well, let's go back to the, the Sunday, um, which would have been July the 12th, the game on the 14th, Tuesday in Cincinnati, but caught another doubleheader in, in Cleveland. And his wife, Carol, my wife, 
Carol and I got on a plane and flew down. Carol and I had only been married, we got married April 4th of 1970. So this was, I mean, first of all, personally, to, to be an all-star in my first full year and, and have the first half that I did and be selected by Earl Weaver to be the backup uh, to Bill Freehand, who was voted in by the fans. But Sam and I got on the planes. And, Bobby, at that time, there, there were not a lot of the fanfare that goes on now with the parties and, and the home run derbies and all that. So as we got to Cincinnati, uh, we just checked in the hotel. The next day, Monday, we had the workout in the afternoon. And Riverfront Stadium, I'll never forget, it was so hot because of the artificial surface. The workout is like 100-plus. And then you add the turf, which is even hotter. Guys were dancing around. But I was like a kid in a candy store, you know, being able to be an all-star. And, and I looked at the roster, uh, you know, as we're speaking, 49 years later, uh, that game occurring. And I know that because that's 49th wedding anniversary <laughs> right. as well. But, uh, you know, you. there Good are 19 you. Hall of Famers. That were combined in that game in on that both game. the American National League, the late wow. Roberto Clemente and, and you know, Mays and, and, and all the greats on, on both teams. And, you know, to run up and down the dugout, I remember Harmon Killebrew was saying, ah, oh, there's a kid in his first All-Star game. And I'm going, yeah, I've enjoyed every <laughs> bit of it. But uh, we had gone out the night before, which is Monday night after that workout. We're in the hotel lobby and uh, Sam and, and, uh, and I and our wives were there. And, and Pete Rose walked up and said, um, you guys doing anything for dinner? I said, no. I didn't know Pete Rose from, from anybody. And so I was tagging along, and, and we go to dinner, ended up going to his house. And unbeknownst to, to me, I'm, I'm dealing with, you know, a great pitcher and, a, you know, all-time hits leader eventually. And but his wife's name is? It's Carolyn. So, you know, we have Carol, Carol, and Carolyn. You know, but, but, you know, over years, it's amazing how some people forget that. But I always bring up the fact that our wives were there at dinner. And, it's, you know, we didn't go back to the hotel and go to bed at 4 o'clock. Uh, uh, my wife, Carol, and I went back and, you know, 1 o'clock we were back. It was a night game the next day. So it's not like it was 4 or 5 in the morning. But uh, we were out to dinner and, then, of course, the, the play that occurred. But, you know, one of the, one of the great things uh, about that All-Star game, number one, being my first, um, getting a chance to be there the 51,000, my wife, Carol, had never met my mother. And my mother, God rest her soul, Pauline Fossey, Marion, Illinois, was sent into Cincinnati by the hometown people. And they all signed this telegram, this long, I mean, thousands of people had sent best wishes. And the way my wife, Carol, recognized my mother, they said she will have a dozen roses when she gets off the plane. That's how I met, or my oh, wife met my, my mother. Because I had met Carol and when I was playing for the Indians in Class A in Reno in 66. She was going to school, University of Nevada, Reno. At the time, I went on to play in the minor leagues. She went on to teach. We met, got married in 70. I remember asking Alvin Dark, I said, hey, uh, hey Skip, can, can I get married? He says, uh, yeah, but I want you back. That We got married on April the 4th. He said, I want you back on the 5th because you're the starting catcher on April 7th in Cleveland. So my honeymoon <laughs> was basically going to Reno where we met, getting married, flying back, and I was in uh, Tempe at the time, and I had some friends from my hometown look at me and go, wow, this is the major leagues, but I, you know, I celebrated my honeymoon that way, but got a chance to come back to Cleveland that year. And So when we were down there, I mean, when we got married, we hadn't met. My, my mother knew of Carol, but they had never met, so this is how they met. But my wife gave up her seats with the families and got an extra ticket for my mother. So they're sitting in nosebleed section. And Bobby, when the, when the collision occurred, my wife didn't know what happened. She, all she heard was somebody in transistor radio, well, there's been a collision at home plate and they're calling for an ambulance for Ray Fossey. My <laughs> wife goes, what? You know, my mother said, what? You know, and, uh, you know, all this happened, but it, it was, it was a great fairy tale. And fortunately the numbers that I had pre all-star game, 16 home runs, over 300, and 41 runs batted in. 
and I never hit more than 12. I hit two with a broken shoulder the second half of that right. season. Yeah, you kept a playing. Fra- fractured, separated yeah. shoulder. We went to Kansas City, and I was playing, uh, hitting fourth. I remember telling Alvin Dark, I can't lift my arm above my head. And he said, don't worry, just handle the pitching staff. I said, as long as they show strikes, I'm okay, because <laughs> I couldn't lift my arm up. But uh, it was a memorable time, but I was proud to represent the Cleveland Indians. And in that game, get a chance to hit against my former teammate, Gaylord Perry. Exactly. Got a, a, you got a hit a, off hit him. Off and him a done. sack fly. And, 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 and how about this? I'm thinking he's going to throw me a spitter. I'm going, right. what? A, how can how you be so stupid in catching him in 72 That's and realizing right. that, you know, you don't look for it and hit it. But I did catch Sam McDowell, too. And yeah. uh, I remember in that game, Bobby, Johnny Bench came up, and I'm thinking – we, we didn't have the interleague play, so the only time I saw a National League team was in spring training. We'd sure. see the Giants in spring training, and, right. and I don't remember anybody else, but uh, maybe the Cubs. But I remember Johnny Bench came up, and Sam McDowell had one of the greatest change-ups in all of baseball. He had a fastball mid-90s yeah. and a change-up that you know, just guys would screw themselves in the ground. So Bench came up, and I called a change-up first pitch. He swung and missed. I said, okay, change up third. I threw, I called for three consecutive change up, and he struck out. He looked, what are you doing? I said, you struck out, <laughs> didn't you? You know, but I mean, future Hall of Famer. Wow. But, but see, that's how great of a change up yeah. Sam Howard, that, that he could throw that and nobody could hit it. And, uh, but, it, but he was amazing to catch him. Um, and then with the bases loaded, the sack fly, it was almost a grand slam. And of course, the first yeah. one happened in 1984 uh, with Fred Lent hitting right. it off. Freddie uh, Lent. Uh, right. Uh, um, uh, actually, Jan Gomes' father-in-law, um, can't think of his name now, but Hammaker. Hammaker. Uh, yeah, yeah. Atlee Hammaker. Atlee Hammaker right. gave up a grand right. slam to him, and Jan Gomes is married to his daughter. Yeah. But uh, that was the first in 84. I, I came close in 70. Yeah. But it was a thrill to play in the All-Star game to represent the Cleveland Indians. And, you know, that's a play at home plate that's going to be remembered forever. Uh, Bobby, in the bottom of the 12th. Bottom of the 12th, yeah. And, and I, I did learn something in the, in the bottom of the ninth. Dick Dietz. He was with yeah, the they Giants. scored three to he, tie well, it. Well, don't remind me. But, <laughs> but the one thing I said to Dick Dietz as he was coming up, his nickname was Mule. I said, Mule, I'll see you in spring training. Bam, home run. They scored two. And he, I came back up and I said, I'll never say that, that again. again. You know, oh, yeah, because, I mean, it's just one of those things sure. that you never assume yeah. until the 27th. Exactly. Yeah. But they tied it. And, uh, but the one thing, uh, the collision, and there's so many stories about it, but I never touched the baseball. See, over the years, people have written stories well, Ray Fossey couldn't hang on to the baseball. I always remind people, and if you're going to do a story, contact me because sure. I'll tell you the you real story. story. <laughs> or actually, our daughters, Nicole and Lindsay, Nikki and Lindsay, said, Dad, Mom, why don't you write a story? So we did a RayFossey.com yeah. to tell the story about, about the way it was. Collision. You know, right. and everything because over the years, there have been all these revisionist things that have happened. But I want people to know that I was not blocking the plate, number one. I positioned myself where the ball was being thrown by Amos Otis up the line right. as Pete Rose was coming around. He hit me. My glove flew off my hand. The ball flew over my head. I never touched the baseball. I did a couple of flips. And, Bobby, for many years, I said, what happened to the baseball? Clyde Wright, who was the pitcher, works for the Angels. And I said that one time. And Jarrett Wright's dad. That's right. That's right. Good point. (laughs) But I remember saying that. And and Clyde said, I caught it. I go, what do you mean? He said, everybody focuses on the collision. He said, I was backing up home. The ball goes over your head, me, yeah. and I catch it. He caught that's it where the ball, fly. he caught it on the fly. <laughs> oh and and that's what happened to baseball, something oh. I never knew. But, it, you know, it, it was great, again, as I reiterate, to, to represent the Cleveland Indians, the All-Star game, and to go with Sam. But so many stories have been told about that that are untrue. But that is the true story. We were out to dinner. I didn't know Pete Rose from Adam. Yeah. 
And then we end up having this collision. Mm -hmm. Hey, how could a friend do that? I said, you know, that's not a friend if you just meet somebody the night before. But a great, great time for me. I was selected the next year in 71. I couldn't play because, stupidly, I tried to start a fight and uh, charge the mound. But but that 1970 All-Star game was one that will always be a great memory because leaving on Cleveland after catching a doubleheader, going to Cincinnati and playing in that All-Star game, one I'll never forget. Well, remarkable yep. story, remarkable memories. And, again, thank you for the trip down yep. memory lane. And on behalf of Tribe fans everywhere, we wish you yep. and yours the very, very best, Ray. Bobby, thank you very much. And it's always great to come back to Cleveland, especially in a special year, to talk about a special time. And uh, my heart deep down is still with the Cleveland Indians. I wish you had won in 1997 <laughs> and in 2016 when Rajay hit the home run. I'm thinking, yeah, they're going to do it yeah. and eliminate that stigma of being yeah. the last of the only team, the longest team without winning a world championship. But it will happen. But uh, as, a, as a member of the Oakland Athletics for many, many years now as a broadcaster, I still have to have my allegiance to them. But the Cleveland fans, Cleveland Indians are always deep down part of me. Well, it's always great yeah. visiting with you, buddy. Our latest tribe tale, Ray Fossey. And as always, thanks to Bob DiBiasio for another tribe tale. That was a beauty with Ray Fossey, one of the, the interesting characters of the game to be sure and a former Cleveland Indian. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll join you next week. We're still at home when the Indians are taking on the Kansas City Royals right here at Progressive Field as this lengthy homestand coming out of the All-Star break continues. Until then, as always, great thanks going out to Brian Matze for his help in putting together our show each week. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Time to hop back on the bandwagon, folks. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by... Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.